Michael Berry is as close as it gets to a stock market celebrity. Investors like to follow his every move. The always pessimistic investor has earned the right to his celebrity status by enduring the emotional toll it takes on one's mind to go against the mainstream. His famed bet against mortgage-backed securities in 2008 made him and his clients millions. His bet on GameStop and the consecutive short squeeze solidified his status as the dark prince of the stock market. In late 2022, he forecasted an extended multi-year recession for the U.S. economy, and now he's making big bets on China's consumer spending recovery by picking up shares of Alibaba and JD.com. Is he right about those Chinese stocks? Let's talk about that. I am Huda Meh, founder and CEO of Stockcard, and on this channel, I share detailed fundamental analysis and interesting investment stories. Chinese stocks and whether to invest in them is a fascinating story in the stock market. Some hate investing in the country due to political and philosophical differences between the U.S. democratic system and China's government-controlled economy. Some prominent investors, such as Charlie Munger, who has been quite bullish about investing in companies such as Alibaba, has recently changed their minds about the company and the country. I've discussed how I disagree with Munger in a recent episode that I recommend you watch it if you are interested in Alibaba. I'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes. Today's episode, though, is about JD.com, ticker JD, one of the two Chinese stocks Barry has invested based on the latest 13F report for his investment management company, Scion Asset Management. Interestingly, one of our YouTube channel viewers has also recently requested detailed research on JD, so I am doubly glad to spend today's episode on this company's fundamental analysis. If you have any stock ideas you'd like me to cover in the future, don't forget to share them in the comments. You never know, they might find their way into future episodes. On to JD.com's fundamental analysis. As always, we look at the company across six criteria. How the company makes money, its top and bottom line figures and margins, noteworthy changes in the top and bottom lines, balance sheet strength, ability to generate free cash flow or cash to reinvest in the company's future, and current valuation and the feasibility of growing into that valuation. JD.com is a Chinese commerce company headquartered in Beijing. According to the company's website, it is the largest online retailer in China and the biggest internet company by revenue. This is interesting because I always thought Alibaba owned that title. Nevertheless, the company just recently announced its earnings release report with 243 million in Chinese yuan quarterly revenue, down 18% quarter over quarter. Not a good start for a company to bet big on. That's certainly a red flag. 
but let's not rush and understand the reasons for the decline. The decline isn't as bad when you compare the revenue with Q1 2021, which is up nearly one and a half percent. When you look at the revenue across all business units, JD Logistics drives growth while new businesses and retail suffer. We discussed this in the past episodes when we analyzed the SNAP together, and I'll put a link to that SNAP episode in the show notes. And we learned in that episode that revenue is a lagging indicator. To see where a company is going, we must look at the leading indicators, such as daily active users. Engagement inevitably results in higher revenue if more users are active on the platform on a daily basis. JD's application saw double-digit year-on-year growth in March. Additionally, there is a revenue mix shift. JD is focusing on moving towards more high-margin categories such as services, which is a segment that grew 34% in Q1. The services refer to marketplace and advertising revenue. It charges merchants and advertisers to leverage the company's platform. My point is that the business isn't in downward disarray. It has growing segments that will result in future revenue growth. While researching the company's different business units, I came across another red flag, which is the complex organizational structure of JD. As you read through the company's annual reports, it's cumbersome to understand the relationship between different divisions. Every segment of the company acts like a standalone company in which the broader JD has ownership interests and agreements. Indeed, the CEO of JD.com talked about reorganization efforts to simplify the structure, and we have seen similar efforts at Alibaba. A complex organization isn't bad by its nature. For example, Berkshire Hathaway is a complex organization with multiple equity ownerships, full ownerships, and part investments in various businesses. It just makes understanding the business harder, and that's a red flag in my books. What about the bottom line? This seems to be an area the management focuses on. Even the core retail business, which has been shrinking in terms of top-line revenue, has managed to grow its profitability by almost 5% year-over-year. The improvement comes from cutting marketing expenses by 8% and R&D by 4.5%, with most other costs staying relatively steady. It's good to see high profitability, but not good to see R&D cuts. Profits are good, but better yet is free cash flow, which is a true indicator of a business ability to make money. Although the company didn't make free cash flow in its latest quarter, the trailing 12 months free cash flow is 19 billion Chinese yuan. On a roughly 1 trillion Chinese yuan analyzed revenue, 19 billion free cash flow represents about 2% of the free cash flow to revenue ratio. It's good to see the company makes free cash flow, but the free cash flow to revenue ratio isn't as impressive as I had hoped. The next point is JD's balance sheet strings. The company has some cash and some liabilities with its primary metrics such as debt to equity, debt affordability, and current ratio, all hovering in acceptable range. 
So let's recap JD's fundamental analysis before turning our attention to its valuation. Because the company's fundamentals aren't a slam dunk as some of the other companies we have discussed in the past, which you can watch and view if you go to the beaten down stock playlist on our YouTube channel. However, they could all be overshadowed if we can buy JD at a good valuation. In summary, revenue is declining with pockets of business experiencing accelerated growth. The operations have turned more profitable thanks to cost-cutting efforts by the management. The company has a stable balance sheet with no concerns. It generates free cash flow, but the free cash flow to revenue ratio isn't impressive. Knowing all that, why did Michael Berry allocate over 19% of Scion Asset Management's fund to this company? The answer lies in the valuation. A price-to-sales ratio of 0.4 times translates to extremely negative sentiment about the company's future, which seems unreasonable, especially if we expect Chinese consumer spending to recover in the future. The company has the force of the market recovery behind its back. Price-to-earnings ratio of 21 times, forward price-to-earnings ratio of 14 times, indicating higher expected profitability in the future. Michael Berry is making a value bet on JD's stock, most likely expecting a recovery in consumer spending in China in the years to come, and understanding that the company is indeed able to grow its revenue in the future. Also, the upside expectation isn't limited to Barry. Nine analysts who updated their JD's price target in the last six months expect an average 100% upside for the stock, with seven buy recommendations and two holds. Knowing all that, what should we do with our shares? Should we follow the dark prints of the stock market to buy more JD.com shares? Buying this stock goes back to how comfortable you are with owning and holding a Chinese stock. I believe this stock is truly undervalued and has an upside, but there's no guarantee the recovery to happen anytime soon. If we compare JD.com's market cap with Alibaba, we see a four times difference between the two companies. Although Alibaba gets a big valuation boost because of its cloud and mobile payment businesses, but the two companies are relatively comparable. I expect that JD can double my money if I'm patient enough, but I don't see the evidence that the stock can be a significant multi-bagger. You should decide if you have the patience and the interest to hold JD.com in your portfolio for a chance to double your money. Now it is your turn to look up JD's stock card and share your research in the comments so we can all learn from each other. I leave a link to JD and Alibaba's stock cards as well as the beaten down stock review playlist in the show notes for your education and entertainment. See you next time.